Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host JT and co-host Christy. Sup fam? So, we're pretty excited for this Sunday Clash of Champions pay-per-view. And so today we're going to talk about our predictions for each of these matches. Um, So, anyone who doesn't know, if you're a wrestling fan, I'm sure you know that the Clash of Champions pay-per-view, every title has to be on the line. Which, I mean, pretty much every pay-per-view, every title's on the line anyway, usually. Unless uh, the Iconics are the women's tag titles, then, you know, then that title probably won't be on there. But yeah, so there will be a total of 11 matches on this card. Ten of them are title matches. Um, the only title match that technically isn't on here is a 24-7, but that's, you know, technically, you know, being defendant, you know, all the time. 24/7. anyway. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll see something with that title anyway in, in between some of these matches or even maybe during a match. You know, you never know. But, um... So the list that we're going by is the list on Wikipedia, just to let you all know this isn't a, our least of favorite, you know, matches in order or anything like that. So it's going to be a little bit random. First match we're going to start off with is AJ Styles defending the United States Championship against Cedric Alexander. I'm um, really excited for this match, especially because Cedric Alexander, you know, he's very deserving of this spot. And it's really, you know, it's it's really exciting to see WWE putting him in a, you know, pretty high profile, you know, feud with a guy like AJ Styles. So, I mean, this definitely, no doubt about it, is going to be a great match. I know that these two wrestlers can go in the ring together and really, you know, put together, you know, some good work. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, who I'm going with winning this match, it's, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50, to be honest with you, because... It is hard to bet against AJ Styles. He traditionally wins most of his matches. Yeah. And he hasn't really held this title for too, too long. He won it at um, Extreme Rules back in July, so he's only held this title for a little under two months. I can see him holding on the title a little bit longer, but we'll have to see. But at the same time, it seems like WWE is starting to invest in Cedric Alexander. And I even heard a rumor online that Paul Heyman is a big fan of Cedric and he wants to, you know, make him a bigger star. If that's the case, you know, him beating AJ Styles could be on the table. Or maybe they'll have AJ Styles win and then, you know, Cedric win at the next pay-per-view or something like that. But I'm actually going to lean on AJ Styles retaining. I'm, you know, I'd be happy either way. I like, you know, both wrestlers. I mean, AJ Styles is one of my favorite, and Cedric Alexander, he's, you know, climbing up the ranks in my favorites. But mm-hmm. it's just, like I said, it's hard to bet against AJ. If AJ was United States champion for a little bit longer, then I would maybe say, okay, Cedric. But I'm, I'm going with AJ right now, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, even though, you know, AJ's on Raw, I think WWE's going to want to start putting or keeping these titles on, you know, the bigger names right now just to help, you know, establish their brand. And, you know, with Fox, you know, um, SmackDown going over to Fox and, you know, um, NXT being on USA, I think they're going to want as much star power with the titles as possible right now. Yeah. So we'll have to see. him. how do you feel about this match? Mm, My bet's on AJ. Yeah, I... I don't know. I just, like you said, he hasn't really held the title for that long. Mm -hmm. And he is a big name in the WWE, so my bet's on AJ. Yeah, hard to bet against AJ. (laughs) 
So next match on our list is Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending the Women's Tag Team Championships against the uh, Fire, Desire, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Mm. <sighs> now, it's just a disappointment right now that there's not a lot of, you know, women alliances right now for Alexa and Nikki to defend against. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a fan of the, uh, the Alexa and Nikki, you know, title reign right now. I, yeah. I, I like both wrestlers and... Mm-hmm. um. It's nice seeing these titles on TV regularly. And I, I, I hope that they have a long reign. The only thing is, you know, like I said, there's not a lot of competition. I mean, I don't really care to see them in a few with the Iconics. You know, they are uh, the Kabuki Warriors. It just doesn't seem like WWE has much faith in them. And maybe if they turn heel and do something, that might be cool. But, you know, the one, the one thing that's a shame is how they broke up the Riot Squad, you know, not yeah. too long after they established these titles, you think, you know, you would want as many teams out there. And I think the Riot Squad would have been a good tag team champions. And um, But, I mean, maybe they'll get back together. I mean, Ruby Riot, I know she's hurt right now. I don't know when she's coming back. They've been teasing Liv coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll see something, you know. Um, But right now, I just... I don't see, you know, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville winning this. I hope not. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, nothing really against them, but... And I've seen a lot of this on Twitter, too. A lot of people have been stating that, you know, Mandy Rose is in the wrong era of yeah. WWE. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. It's because it's not her. Um, I mean, she does wrestle, She's decent in the ring, but it's just her whole gimmick, and that's really nobody's fault other than whoever created her character, I guess. But I, yeah, I mean, you have this, this whole thing kind of was, is like a repeat of the storyline with Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, you know, the whole bullying thing, you know, I'm hot, you're not, and, you know, it is a little, it's kind of old, I'm going to say that, but in the end, I'm just not too fond of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I like Sonya Deville. I think, I mean, they're both very beautiful women. Um, They're both decent in the ring, but they're just not on Alexa's level. And Nikki, but mostly Alexa, not on her level. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be mad if they win. Yeah, I mean, as far as... um. Mandy Rose not being a part of this or in the wrong era. I don't really necessarily believe that just because I feel like, you know, yes, we are in the era where, you know, it's more of a in-ring focus with the women, and I'm glad for that. But not every female has to be, you know, an Asuka or a a Sasha Banks or anything like that when it comes to the talent. I mean, I don't want to see a Mandy Rose with her skill level as w you know wwe raw women's champion or anything like that but you know if 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 a wrestler male or female has the right character they don't have to be the best in the ring as long as they can still be entertaining on tv it's just like i just don't want to see you know like i said someone with like her and her skill set like as like a champion but see but how can you still be entertaining but not be good in the ring you know your mic skills your character like i mean our truth i mean he's really not bad in the ring but he when do we see him wrestle but he's entertaining because of you know the whole storyline that he's in in the 24 7 same thing with drake maverick 
they're not out there wrestling. They're out there doing, you know, the goofy stuff and the storylines, and it's funny and it's entertaining. Even like, um, you know, the fashion police, you know, Breezango and uh, Tyler Breeze, when they were doing those fashion file segments, they weren't mm. wrestling, but that was great. I mean, yeah, but all of that's, but all of that is like comedy. But Mandy Rose's character, it's bullying. Yeah, it's not really cool. I mean, I understand where WWE is going with it, you know, because obviously they have a huge crowd and a huge fan base that's younger kids. Yeah. So they're kind of, I understand they're trying to, you know, get the point out that, you know, bullying isn't okay. And mm-hmm. more than likely they're going to lose that clash of champions and yeah. kind of showing kids, Hey, bullies don't win kind of thing exactly. in the end, which is fine. But I think the whole point of, what people are saying uh, as, you know, she's in the wrong era is because to my knowledge, I, I don't believe she has, she came into the company with a wrestling background. No, Mandy Rose was on tough enough. Yeah. I, I do remember she was on tough Same enough. Same thing but, with Sonya Deville. They both were on that. Yeah. But like prior to that, and I think I've stated this in a previous podcast, I just don't believe that WWE should bring in people that don't have, a wrestling background, which might be harsh, but to my, like, WWE is a huge, 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 huge company. It is extremely popular. It's professional wrestling. That's kind of like, in my opinion, it's kind of like a football team, professional football, like the New England, the (laughs) New England, (laughs) New England Patriots taking in a football player that has never played football in high school or college and they had tryouts and okay, he's decent. We'll take him in. It's not going to happen. And just because I use this example all the time, look at Eva Marie. She had no experience at all. They brought her in and that was a complete disaster, but they brought her in because of looks. Now I'm not saying they brought Mandy Rosen because of her looks However, she is extremely beautiful. I will give it that. And she is okay in the ring. But I just don't like wrestling characters that obviously she comes out and the focus is on her looks, you know? Yeah. So, and to me, I just think we're completely past that in women's wrestling. I I have to agree to disagree. I will admit bringing in any wrestler because they're, good looking i don't like that which that's something they did a lot back in the diva era mm-hmm. but as far as bringing in a wrestler who doesn't have wrestling experience you can learn that stuff and some wrestlers can get good kurt angle he didn't have wrestling experience he was a uh, olympic you know mm-hmm. he was in the heat turned out to be a hall of famer chad gable true had no wrestling experience charlotte flair it's what wwe you know usually you know does is they bring in athletes even like bianca Belair, she was a track runner the you Bellas know. were soccer players. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's it's more so like bringing in, you know, the athletes, especially at a young age, because WWE has that performance center. They have all the coaches. They are sure. very, that, that is like the best thing ever. You can bring in and develop people just like, you know, like I said, like bringing in someone because they're beautiful. I don't like that. Not not as a wrestling. Like if you want to bring in someone who's good looking and make them a ring announcer or a manager, a manager that's perfectly fine. But like. That, like, with Mandy Rose, I, I 
give her credit. She's been sticking with it longer than I thought. Yeah. You know, she's here still wrestling when, you know, the winner, Sarah Lee's been gone for like two or three years now. Like she's, she's not bad, but considering not having the background, I think she's put in, you know, work and I think she does to a extent. Yeah. Care and want to get better. Sure. I just, she just never be at the Saucer Banks and. Not anytime soon at least. Not anytime soon. Yeah, so yeah. Next match, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Well, this has been a pretty odd storyline, and I don't think this will be finished after this. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very confident that Roman will win this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the whole storyline is that R- Eric Rowan is the attacker. Now, I guess from the footage, it looks like that maybe he was the attacker. I mean, he still had a hood on and all. For all you know, like, I still think that could have been the big show. <laughs> but I think they're going to go with the direction that, yes, that was Eric Rowan who, you know, pushed everything down on uh, Roman Reigns. But I think someone influenced him, you know, and I don't think it was Daniel Bryan. I think they're going to reveal that there was someone else, you know, some kind of mastermind involved in here. And that, you know, like I said, influenced Eric Rowan to do this. You know, it could be Luke Harper. Luke Harper has been off TV for some time. I mean, I know there's the rumors that he wants out of his contract with WWE, and I think his contract actually ends, you know, sometime this fall. I don't really know, but I think there's more to the storyline than what they're showing, just because if if it was just Eric Rowan just doing it for whatever reason, and this is the the culmination of the storyline, I think that would be a pretty big disappointment, yeah. especially because they were really building the storyline up for like two months now. And there's more to it than this, to be honest with you. But, um, I mean, maybe Eric Rowan will win. Maybe whoever the influencer was will come in and call Rowan the match. But I'm I'm going, going with Roman. Roman's another one of those wrestlers. Like him or not, he is hard to bet against. Mm-hmm. And I do not see him losing to Eric Rowan, not cleanly at least. So, like I said, unless someone else gets involved, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, my bet's on Roman for sure. Um. Ever since he kind of came back from, you know, his treatment, you know, they've just been giving him a huge push. So, and I completely agree with you. Honestly, I, something is telling me, I, I don't believe it's Eric Rowan that is behind everything. I think something's going to happen at Clash of Champions where we're going to have a surprise, like you said, some, you know, the real person might come out. What if he's and, Bray Wyatt? What if he's reforming the, the squad again? Uh, maybe. I always loved the Wyatt family. It, yeah. it really was a disappointment when they broke up. I mean, that was one of my favorite segments when, you know, the lights would go out and it come on and you see them all surrounding the ring. And especially because, you know, this could be like, instead of wearing the sheet mask, Eric Rowan can wear a clown mask. And they mm-hmm. could be like this evil looking clown kind of thing or whatever. I don't know. I think it's cool. <laughs> I, I like what they're doing with Bray Wyatt and, you know, ha- him having some kind of cult following would be kind of cool. Yeah. And who better than his Wyatt family brothers? Right. Next match on the list, and this is the match I'm most excited for, and that is Becky Lynch, the man, mm. defending her Raw Women's Championship <gasps> against the boss, the legit boss, <laughs> the new man. I'm getting a little carried away, but yes, Sasha Banks. Her. I am excited for this match because, you know, I'm excited with the idea of Sasha winning this title. Sasha is, well, for a while she was actually my favorite wrestler, but then uh, Ember Moon took that spot. But still, Sasha Banks is second favorite wrestler, and I think that 
in my opinion, she is the most marketable female wrestler on the roster because of that gimmick and her look. Mm-hmm. I think she, I've been saying this for years, WWE can make so much money off of Sasha Banks with that gimmick. If you put that spotlight on her and keep it on her, mm-hmm. she's going to make you a lot of money. I mean, Sasha Banks has such a big, you know, fan base. And yeah. Her merchandise, I mean, it's the legit boss merchandise, the sunglasses, all that. People buy that stuff. And we bought it. Yeah, we bought it. We, <laughs> we bought 10 pairs of her sunglasses. No. So, <laughs> funny story about that really quick. Um, a few years ago for Christmas, I had ordered a pair, um, I think for JT. I don't, I actually don't remember why I bought them. I wanted them for Christmas or something like that. I, I guess. WWE freaking sent me a whole entire box of these these glasses. Have no idea why. I only ordered one pair. Next thing you know, I get a whole freaking box of them in the mail. Hey, I think I saw. Oh, we maybe we could do like a giveaway eventually or something. I could give a pair away. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'd have to check. Giveaway. Hey. You have to pay for shipping. Just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, like Sasha Banks. She needs the spotlight now. I do feel that maybe they're pulling the trigger on this match too soon. I get it. You know, WW2K20 is coming out next month. You want to have as much of a as a, a, the strongest storyline possible for Becky. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think it's the best idea. I'm 50-50 on, the, on, a, on Becky dropping this title. It makes sense for her to be holding the title mm-hmm. when this game launches. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want Sasha Banks to lose. I've been saying that for a while now. I do not want to see Sasha Banks come back, turn heel, get all this momentum, and then lose. Right. Because that so, wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, so when she originally came back, she attacked Natty, and that actually turned into a pretty good storyline. It only lasted like three weeks, but I was loving it, especially mm-hmm. when she did the whole, like, go to hell, you know, yeah. And then, you know, you know the rest, but like that felt like a really good, bad blood feud. And I would have loved to have seen Sasha Banks versus Natty at Clash of Champions. And then you just threw, you know, Becky against someone else. But I guess there really wasn't, you know, any really big name for Becky to go against. Right. And it's like they could have Becky lose because the one thing is it will make things a little bit more unpredictable, which is good because a lot of people are kind of expecting Becky to hold on to this title until at least this launch. So if she drops it now, it makes things unpredictable because you don't want to do that every single year when the new WWE 2K game releases. You don't want you don't want whoever's on the cover to hold the title, and you're always gonna know they're gonna hold that title until then. You want to make things a little bit more unpredictable, right? There are a lot of fans out there that want Becky to hold that title until she breaks Ron's record, which I think she'd be holding it until, like, December. Mm. That's kind of a weird time. To me, it's like you pull the trigger on this feud. You cannot have Becky go over Sasha in this feud because then you're just burying Sasha, who has all this momentum right now. And I'm sure WWE worked out something with Sasha. Oh, yeah. The her. Yeah, because so... If you all don't know, on the WWE Network, this Saturday, they're having a, what is it, like, like a Chronicles yeah. thing with Sasha Banks. And in, like, the preview, the clip, um, she had stated that um, basically the reason why she took this break was she really just, I guess, needed, like, a mental break. 
you know, ever since she kind of started, she was just going and going and going and didn't, you know, never like really didn't take any time off or anything. So it was, this was more, this had nothing to do with her throwing a fit. Of, this is what it seems like at least it had nothing to do with her throwing a fit because um, her and Bailey lost the titles. It, it seems like it had nothing to do with that. I think she was just kind of mentally and physically just drained and she just needed a break. However, it's no secret that still till this day, Sasha has not been able to successfully retain a title um, coming up to the main roster. And it's an extreme disappointment. And I'm sure when she came back, she did make it. Now, the thing is that we still really don't know, and we'll probably find out more on Saturday, is was her intentions when she took this break was a this was it planned number one number two was it more of like hey you know I need this mental break I need a rest or was it her kind of like threatening to leave um you know so I don't know if like I said all of this was planned and maybe like when she came back everything was already planned out for her or if she kind of you know set down, you know, some boundaries and rules on what she wanted and was like, hey, when I come back, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to hold the title and I want a good title reign. Hopefully we'll find out kind of more about what happened and what's going on on Saturday. But again, WWE Network, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time, $9.99 a month. Yep. I'm excited for that. I just think it was very random how this, you know, thing was released and, um, I kind of hope they put quality into it. Um, I also kind of wish they would have waited to make this until after she won the title, so that could be like kind of the ending to the episode. Like, hey, you know, Sasha makes her taking the time off, coming back, winning the title. But I'm still excited. It's still Sasha, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But as far as the match, I'm obviously you now know, we've... Be- before you answer that. Not who you want to win, who you actually think is going to win. I want Sasha Banks to win, <laughs> which is what I'm saying. But I have a feeling that this match is going to end in a DQ or some kind of yeah. double count out because that it's just is too soon. That is the absolute best way to keep the title on Becky without really hurting Sasha's momentum. Now the thing is, how do you do this? Like you have you you can't just do some silly dq and then it doesn't make sense you do have to have a good you know way to you know to make it happen maybe they do you know um a double count i word that the match just gets so vicious and they just get out in the rain they don't even care anymore they're just tearing each other apart bailey could interfere or bailey could interfere which is why then next month hell, hell in a cell. cell you have these two inside hell in a cell where there can't be any interference you can't leave the ring and go out and fight in the crowd or whatever they may or may not do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, I think regardless of what happens, we will see Becky and Sasha at Helm cell inside the steel cage. But this I'm kind of going, you know, towards a double count out. Yeah. Um, just cause then technically there is no, cause even if there's a DQ, there's still a winner and a loser. Right. I don't think they want to put the loss on either one. Yeah. That so makes sense. I think double count out is what we're going to get. For sure. I, I definitely can't see Becky losing the title. 
um, right now, especially since um, WWE 2K20 is coming out, what, next month? Yep. Um, and then again, it doesn't make sense for Sasha to actually lose because that will hurt her momentum. Absolutely. So my, I think either somebody's going to interfere, there's going to be a double count out or something along those lines where there's not an official winner or loser and the feud continue to next month, Hell in a Cell, which I 110% would not argue about because Sasha and Charlotte's match at Hell in a Cell was great. Woo, unfreaking believable. Yes. And I can't even imagine the match that Sasha and Becky would put on in Hell in a Cell. So we'll just have to see what happens. Um, now, the only thing is I would not argue about Sasha winning. However, I just feel like this feud that they have between Sasha and Becky can, I feel like it can go places and I can't see it ending that soon. Like I can't see Sasha just winning the title. And I mean, I'm sure they could continue the feud, obviously Becky trying to get it back, this and that. I would like Becky to outdo Ronda Rousey with her reign. I'd rather Sasha know it. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, I wouldn't argue about that either, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. Uh, next match, we got Shinsuke Nakamura defending the Intercontinental Championship against The Miz. Um, this match, I think, no doubt about it, will be a good match. I don't know if these two have ever gone head-to-head -head before in a singles match, but it should be a good match. I'm expecting Shinsuke to retain. You know, he has this, you know, alliance right now with Sami Zayn, and I think that's going to, you know, give him some momentum right now. And it, I mean, I would love to see The Miz win too, but I, I, I'm really liking Shinsuke as a heel champion, and mm -hmm. I want to see I want to see more with this title reign. Like, I'm just not ready to let it go, especially since this title change happened. I think it was... No, yeah, Shinsuke won during the pre-show at Extreme Rules, so he's held it for, like, two months now. I want to see him hold it longer. I want to see him, like, really be putting something big with the feud. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I can't really see The Miz winning either just because, obviously, if he wins, he's going to needing to be at, what are they on, SmackDown? SmackDown? Or yes. Raw? Yeah, SmackDown. Um. He'd obviously need to be there. He is the champion. That's going to take a lot of time away from his schedule. And Maurice is pregnant again. Everybody knows that. I don't know how far along she is, but yeah. that would just, I mean, it's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Miz will win. I don't know, but it, it just doesn't really seem logical for him to win. I would be happy if he won. I love the Miz, but my, my bet's going with Shinsuke. Same here. All right, next match, we have the New Day defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Say Yeah, the Revival. <laughs> um, I got the Revival on this one right me, now. Yeah, um, me too. The Revival, they're they're doing this, like, alliance. I don't know how long it'll be, but with um, Randy Orton right now. And mm -hmm. I'm going to – I'll talk more about the Randy Orton match, you know, soon coming up. But, um, yeah, like, right now, the New Day, all three of them are drenched in gold, and maybe we'll see the rolls – roles reverse soon mm -hmm. but i mean i love the revival the thing is the new day i love the new day too but they've been champions so much within the last like five years 
and they're kind of getting stale. Like, I just, I never got into the whole pancake thing. I love the bootios, but that, you know, in time ran its course, and they haven't really been able to do anything too, too interesting, you know, lately, but uh, I, I got the revival on this one right now. Yeah. Alright, next match on our list is the Cruiserweight Championship match where Drew Gulak will be defending his championship in a triple threat match against Humberto Carrillo <laughs> and Lent Darore. I, I know nothing about this. cannot pronounce their names. I am horrible. Um, <laughs> Like we mentioned on a lot of our videos, we just don't really watch We don't watch, watch 205 Live. Now that <laughs> the, and I don't know if you actually heard this, but the 205 Live roster is moving to NXT now. No, I yeah. did not. Huh. I mentioned that on one of our uh, recent podcasts when uh, Stephanie put in her question about 205 Live, and I mentioned that that would probably be a good idea, and WWE is now doing that. I think that's best. I think, you know, you're going to be able to showcase your 205 Live roster a little bit better now with them yeah. being on NXT. More time, too. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's a smart thing to do. There's just not enough television time now. Once again, you know, three hours of Raw. <laughs> two hours of SmackDown, two hours of NXT now, and then, you know, you'd still have, you know, one hour of NXT UK, and then there's going to be two hours of AEW, there's two hours of Impact Wrestling, Gosh. and then if you throw in an hour, I mean, there's just Ooh. too much wrestling out there. <laughs> it, it just makes sense. I mean, 205 Live doesn't have a large roster anyway, Yeah. so it just makes sense just to transition their roster and their Cruiserweight Championship to NXT. Mm-hmm. So I will actually get to see some of these wrestlers a little bit more because, I mean, it, you know, I was amazed, you know, some of the hidden gems they had on that roster with, you know, the Buddy Murphy and um, mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander, Ali. This is awesome that we're going to get to see these wrestlers, you know, showcase better and introduced to some of, you know, the fans like me who just don't have the time to really watch this is not that i don't want to watch it just never had the time but as far as who i think's gonna win i'm just gonna go with drew gulak because i'm not really familiar with the other two yeah what he said yeah what i said <laughs> all right next match and this is a match i'm really excited for kofi kingston defending the wwe championship against Randy, Randall, Keith Orton. Stupid. Stupid. Yes, I am loving the whole <laughs> stupid thing that Randy Orton's doing. It's just awesome. I mean, Randy Orton, one thing I love about him, yes, some people call him Randy Borton because, you know, he can be boring sometimes. What? But when Randy Orton is actually in, like, when he is motivated and really invested into a storyline, he is entertaining. Yeah. I, I remember, remember with uh, his match with Christian when he was doing the whole like crazy thing, and he did like remember he RKO Christian on the table, and he had his tongue sticking out. You know? Yeah, yeah, like Randy Orton is is a really good character when he wants to be, and I'm really liking this right now. This is the heel Randy Orton that I love. I did not like the heel Randy Orton when he was on in the Authority, and he was constantly having help from you know the Big Show and Triple H and all that. Right, but it I, just. When things like that happen, it just honestly makes the wrestler and the character look weak. Yeah, especially when it's it's Randy Orton. We know he does not need help. Yeah, and it just it just makes it kind of dumb. But um, like I mentioned, I see the revival winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I also see Randy Orton winning the WWE Championship. I would not argue about that yeah, at all. Especially with you know Randy Orton for like the last year, he's been awesome. Like I know he um. 
he he did he had a good storyline with Jeff Hardy. I remember that was really great. And then um now he's doing a great, another good storyline with Kofi. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him as champion again. I mean, I know some people may be opposed to that because of the fact that Randy Orton's been around for almost 20 years now, I think. I think wow. he came up in like 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like 18, 17, 18 years, something like that. And uh, he's clearly established, but at the same time, I think he should be WWE champion again. And once again, you know, he has, out of all the current full-time members on the roster, he has the most star power, and I think it just makes sense for him to win this title and, you know, help, you know, establish, you know, something with, you know, Fox and SmackDown. Kofi's had the title long enough. Yeah, he's, he's had it since WrestleMania. It was a great storyline, but I think it's time. On to the new. On to, yeah, give it to Randy. <laughs> uh, right, and now we got... Um, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defending mm. the Raw Tag Team Championships against um, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Rudolph. Rudolph. I love that. <laughs> I don't think they've officially called that that on WWE. I think fans just kind of yeah. put that together. <laughs> but I do know that Zack Ryder commented on something on either Instagram or Twitter about Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. He said Rudolph. So, I mean, it is something that is well known, at least amongst the WWE universe. Yeah. I I easily this is a very easy match to pick in my opinion. I got Rudolph winning this match. What? Seth Rollins is the Universal Championship. He's not gonna because the thing is Seth Rollins is also defending his title against Braun Strowman. So either Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins, either one of them is walking out as Universal Championship. So that means if they retain, they're also gonna be you know, whoever's you know it's gonna be two titles. I don't see them doing that thing too long. I think that this is just the storyline. Mm. Seth. Rollins, two belts, Braun Strowman, two belts. I just don't see that. <laughs> Braun, two belts. But I was surprised they won the titles in general, but I like Robert Roode, and I like Dolph Ziggler. I think that they, you know, can, can go somewhere with this alliance. I easily have them win in this match, which will um, obviously cause, you know, you know, or add to the individual feud between Seth and Braun Strowman. So I got Rudolph on this one. Um... Honestly, I I don't know, but I am hoping for Seth and Braun. I love both of them, and I'm I mean we'll get to the other match, the singles match, but I would love to see Braun with two titles, just because he he's one of my favorite male wrestlers, and I just feel like he doesn't get enough credit. A lot of people aren't a big fan of him. Um, I mean, it is what it is. You can't have everybody like everybody, but I just think he's awesome in the ring. I mm-hmm. love For a big guy. Yes, I I just love watching him in the ring, and especially when he freaking chases after. Oh my people. god, I got a heart attack. Came <laughs> charging at me. I know. I I just love him so much, and I just feel like he, like I said, just doesn't. I mean, he does get a put. He does get pushed and booked fairly well. But I just, I feel like they can just make him bigger than what he is. So I'm really hoping that they retain, not only because I love both Seth and Braun and I don't really care too much for Rudolph, but I mostly just want them to win because I wouldn't be opposed to Braun uh, beating Seth and him becoming a two-time champion. I feel like that's kind of 
the new trend now having two championships. Uh, kind of. Becky Lynch did it, and then, you know, you see her boyfriend out doing it, but I don't know. We'll see. It's becoming I'm a thing. I'm going with Rudolph. Okay. Now, the next match, and uh, kind of staying, you know, in the same realm of Laura Palmer, um, Seth Rollins will be defending the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. Awkward. Awkward, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I kind of can see Seth retaining, but then I can see Braun Strowman winning. It's been long overdue for Braun Strowman to win, you know, one yeah. of the world titles. And, and I think he deserves it. I'd hate to see him, you know, once again be a challenger and then fail to, you know, win this title. Especially considering he's con- usually, well, I don't want to say usually because, you know, he's been feuding with Brock, you know, from time to time, which is not someone half his size. But realistically, Seth Rollins is half Braun Strowman's size. Unless they do, like, something in the match where Rudolph... Just both dismantle and injure Braun Strowman, but realistically, he's double Seth Rollins. So he should easily be able to manhandle Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar a couple times. Well, the first one kicked him in the nards. Well, you gotta <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah, but uh, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm, I really actually like want Braun Strowman to win. I, I just want to see him with a world title and see where it goes. But at the same time, you know, we all love. Excuse me, we all love Seth Rollins, so you can't really argue with him retaining, especially since he just won the title back at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them play hot potato with this title. Yeah, but they did that kind of stuff in the Attitude there when WWE was at its you know peak. So maybe you I never mean, know. yeah, the one good thing is it does once again make things unpredictable. You know, you never because a lot of times when people win a title, especially one of the major titles you automatically assume they're going to hold it for a few months. Right. So, you you know, shake things up a little bit. Yeah. The last match, kind of weird that um, WWE put this, or Wikipedia has this at number one, but Bailey defending the SmackDown women's title against Charlotte Flair. (laughs) At one point, prior to Bailey's heel turn, I was, you know, going with Charlotte to win this match. But now I'm kind of leaning towards Bailey. Bailey's heel now. She's aligned with Sasha. If, quote unquote heel. Yeah, it's, it's, you, it's a weird heel <laughs> turn. She doesn't really feel it. We we use that term with her lately. Exactly. But I can see Bailey winning, especially because they still keep teasing a match with her and Ember Moon. Like there just was a segment, a backstage segment on SmackDown, you know, a few days ago where um. Ember Moon and, you know, Bailey had a confrontation and, you know, I forgot exactly what was said, but it basically was, you know, Ember saying that I still want to come for that title. And I know, like, right after SummerSlam, she, you know, posted a tweet about wanting one more chance. So I can see Bailey retaining and then, you know, her versus Ember at Hell in a Cell for that title. Mm. You know, and at the same time, you know, hypothetically, if Sasha does win... It would be kind of cool seeing Sasha and Bailey mm-hmm. both as champions. Yeah. I have a feeling that Bailey will retain, even though I wouldn't argue about Charlotte winning. I love Charlotte. But since Bailey aligned herself with Sasha Banks, there's you know, they're this hot duo right now. You know, like they're kind of especially Sasha, um, I, I just, and Bailey's quote-unquote heel turn, 
I can't, <laughs> I can't even like I have a hard time using that term in a sentence with ba with Bailey's name. Um, I can't see Bailey losing again. I wouldn't be opposed to her losing, but I'm I'm going with Bailey. But I kind of am hoping that Charlotte will win. And this will be what ten time champion? Yeah, I believe so. Mm -hmm. I can see WWE doing that. I mean, we all know how. They clearly love Charlotte Flair. Yeah. It's been, you know, pretty obvious early in her career that they wanted to make her the female version of her father. Mm -hmm. Her father, Ric Flair, being known for having 16 world titles. You know, I think they're going to want to get Charlotte Flair and have her have, you know, you know, a large amount of title reigns. Mm -hmm. And she's definitely going to be champion again during the battle, oh, whether yeah. it happens this Sunday or a few months down the road. But yeah. it's... The the only thing is, it's just like a lot of fans are kind of just against the idea of Charlotte because she won that title so many times, and it just left a bad taste in you know a lot of fans' mouth. I mean, there is a lot of big Charlotte fans who would love to see their queen as champion as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But then you know, if you're not a big Charlotte Flair fan, you're kind of tired of her being champion. Yeah. And I I want to see you know, like I said, I like Charlotte. I don't love her, but I like her. I respect her, and I definitely want to see her, you know, have more title runs in the future, but I'm just not ready for it now. Yeah. I'm ready. I, I want to see other women get these opportunities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, Bailey, like, when she first came to the main roster and, you know, had her title run, WWE kind of fumbled the ball on that, so now it seems like they're actually giving her a decent title run now, and I, I just think that maybe she should hold it a little longer. Yeah, it's always kind of a touchy subject when – you have a wrestler whose parent was also a big-time wrestler mm -hmm. because they instantly look at them and say, oh, well, you have everything because of your father or because of your mother, who, you know, whoever. And in my opinion, where that might have a factor into it, the thing is, and the reason why I wouldn't be mad at Charlotte winning again is because... It's no, there's no doubt. Charlotte is an amazing wrestler for somebody that now, and I know I'm a hypocrite. I'm like contradicting myself from earlier in the episode, but Charlotte came into the company with no wrestling experience and she got good, extremely fast. Some say it might be in her blood. And I mean, who knows, but She's very, very good in the ring, extremely good in the ring. So it's not like you're having somebody that is terrible that keeps getting the title put on them. Uh -huh. In my opinion, Charlotte is very, very good, and I feel like she deserves it. Now, do I feel like she deserves 15 all in a row, 15 titles, like, you know, back to back to back to back? No, I 100% believe that other women need opportunities and chances for sure but I'm just saying that's why I wouldn't personally be mad about it I'm I won't get tired of Charlotte being a champion because she puts on good matches she can have good matches with just about anybody yeah so whether if Bailey loses and Charlotte gets the title and Ember Moon challenges Charlotte that would be an amazing match I'd be down for that yeah Whoever it would be, I'm just saying like that's why I personally wouldn't be opposed to it just because of how good Charlotte is in the ring. Now, if she were terrible and, you know, can't hold a yeah. match and I, you know, that would be like, okay, enough is enough. 
but I just feel like she personally deserves it. Yeah, I think she deserves it. Just like I like I mentioned, there's just so many talented women, and it's yeah. I, I don't want to see any unless it's Sasha Banks or Ember Moon. I don't want to see any one or two women hog the title spot. I know that's me being biased, making that comment, but there's there like I said, there's a lot of great women out there, and I mean the tag team titles help mm-hmm. give a little bit more opportunities, but I mean. You know, it just it just sucks when you see like you know one single wrestler constantly being in the title picture, and then you see all these other great women. You just not even on TV. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, so it's it's very debatable. I mean, but Charlotte Flair being Charlotte Flair, you kind of have to have her on TV just because of who she is and her star power, and you can only do so much with them without them being in the title picture. Yeah. Because, you know, she just recently finished up her feud with uh, Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. So now she's, you know, back in the title picture. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I, I like, you know, a lot of these matches, you know, this being one of them where it's it's not predictable. Like, we really don't know who will win. Like, you can't be surprised if Charlotte wins because she's Charlotte Flair. But then, you know, Becky, I mean, Bailey. I can see her retain it, too, because of her recent alliance. I mean, WWE, I think, has done a good job of making the card unpredictable, and I like that because when a card is predictable, even if it's predictable in a good way, you just it kind of it, it kills it, the element of surprise. Yeah. And if it is predictable and it actually doesn't happen, then sometimes you get disappointed. Right. Because remember how many times we thought Sasha would retain oh, against Charlotte don't Flair? Bring that up. <laughs> you know, I, I would have swore like her SummerSlam match, her Hell in a Cell match, her um, the Iron Man match. I could have swore every time up and down she was going to retain, mm-hmm. and she lost. And because of the fact that I was just so, I had that mindset. There's no way she's going to lose it. This is predictable. Mm-hmm. It just disappointed me so much. If it's not predictable, you're less disappointed if you don't get the outcome that you wanted. That's- and if and if and if a match is predictable in the way you don't want it to go, and you're you know, your favorite wrestler actually does win, then it makes it for a a really pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's kind of why I try to go into matches with an open mind. Yeah. Just because you never know. And I know you're big at reading spoilers for things. And which, I mean, of course, it's still rumors. It's not guaranteed. But I just try to keep an open mind. I mean, obviously, there's matches where I'm like, no, this person better win. (laughs) Because it, I mean, a lot of, most of the time, it is kind of predictable because it's just, you know, like if you have a a big time wrestler, you know, wrestling a, you know, smaller person that's, you know, not really popular, whatever, like, obviously it's kind of predictable who's going to win, but... Like you mentioned, there is the odd times where WWE throws you that curveball and you're kind of like, whoa, like, what the heck just happened? I feel like ever since Undertaker or Brock Lesnar ended Undertaker's streak, nothing is predictable anymore. (laughs) Because ever ever since then, they've done so many just random booking decisions. It makes it really hard to predict. Like, even, um, like we mentioned, you know, Charlotte beating Sasha all those times was, you know, unpredictable, at least until, at least for Sasha fans. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has happened recently that just was, Jinder Mahal winning that WWE Championship versus Randy Orton, who would have thought, you know, and that, and that was something that was unpredictable in a bad way. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, WWE 
has been doing better with making things unpredictable. This is why I have trust issues. Ah, yeah, WWE. <laughs> because of yeah. WWE. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that wraps up the yeah that wraps up the pay per view. I mean. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to our episode. I mean, as always, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Oface Wrestling. Also, look us up on Facebook. We have a you know a Facebook page and a group. We're definitely we trying. We got to, everything. Yeah, we got. We don't have Instagram yet. We're waiting on that <laughs> <Yet>. one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, follow us on you know social media. You we know. live tweet during Raw, SmackDown pay per views. So yeah. We're very in. Well. I don't want to say weird because I'm usually watching the pay-per-view, not on my phone, but... Yeah, I'm usually he's usually more <laughs> than watching it. <laughs> JT is very, very interactive. Yeah, I like to be as interactive with all, you know, my followers and, you know, my Twitter friends and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yes, make sure you follow us on at OFH Wrestling. If you're watching this, you probably follow me on Twitter anyway, but if not, follow me at jtalbot89. Just look us up on... Um, Twitter and you know my uh, username will be in the bio and I think that is it yeah just make sure you leave us our you know your feedback you know comment on our tweets let us know what you want to see what you want us to talk about and also uh, you know let us know how you feel about our episodes too you know we're, we're always down for you know um, improvement mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that is it thank you all again for tuning in bye peace out